Listen, I know it's November now, uh, but we did record this in October uh, to celebrate Filipino American History Month. Uh, we run it on Filipino time out here, so you you know it's going to be late. Uh, but I'm uh, so Jen and I put this together, and uh, he did a lot of he did all the production. I did the the coordinating to bring folks together. Uh, but we're 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 really proud of being able to do this uh, because. Um, yeah, this means a lot to us, and it's pretty wild because Jen and I are both been uh, day ones uh, with Giant Bomb. Like we 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 rock with them, um, and this is pretty wild to be able to put it out there on the Giant Bomb platform. So shouts out to um, uh, to folks like Jeff Gersman and uh, also Tamar Hussein who uh, who let me do this uh, in a wild time. So you know we kind of it's it's been tough to put this together because it's it's a tough time and uh, a lot of busy things going on with like next gen coverage and um, just things happening in the world but we did what we could uh, originally it was supposed to be also a video companion to this but you know uh hey shit happened so um you know the vibes and uh but yeah so this is episode two and we're supposed to have episode three with developers and stuff but um you know sometimes things don't work out and that's fine. Uh, we can always run it back. But this episode focuses on people in publishing and PR. And oh boy, this episode is wild because, uh, you know, we have stories to tell. Uh, growing up as a Filipino American, things are different. And we express that in pretty great detail in this episode. So I hope that the folks out there uh, enjoy this, you know, learn something new or just, um, just vibe with us because uh it feels good to uh just put this out there it means a lot to us and yeah i hope that you know we can at least provide something new out there in in the world of, of the games industry i guess so this has been michael hyam uh from GameSpot, and i want to give a special shout out to my my brother from another mother jan ochoa uh for uh for doing this with me and making things happen so uh yeah Enjoy the episode, ooh, because it's about to go down. Peace. Welcome back, everyone. It is uh, the coolest kuyas in the world. Magandang uh, gabi. I can't speak Tagalog that well, and I can't speak that well in general right now in English. But I'm going to let Michael Heim, who's joining me, Jan Ochoa from GiantBomb.com, Michael Heim from GameSpot.com. Take it away and introduce our lovely virtual panel, virtual roundtable of guests. We may not be around an actual table, but I'm blessing every one of you. I'm monopoling you here, there, wherever. You know, I I hope you've sanitized your hands. I've sanitized my forehead before we've done this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to part two uh, of our celebration of Filipino American History Month. Uh, As we said in the first episode, we wanted to highlight Filipino Americans who are in the games industry from various, various parts of the industry. Yeah. (laughs) Today, we're talking with uh, folks in PR and publishing. So here to join us are some good friends. Lizzie, say what's up. What's up? Jeff Legaspi from Annapurna. Hey. Yo. What up, man? Uh, Belinda from Ubisoft. What's up? Hey. And uh, Jem from Private Division. What up? What up? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, look, listen, we're, we're, we're bosses. Uh, we, <laughs> we call our own shots. Uh, 
everyone here does big things and yes. I want everyone to kind of express the big things that they do here. So uh, everyone listening and everyone watching kind of has a very good idea of what kind of dope shit that we have done uh, with our lives. Yeah, even this if is our the parents- opportunity to flex. Yeah, this is the all flex zone. So yeah. even if like your our parents don't care, uh, I hope they do. Yeah, um, you know what? We'll I, I want to go to a I want to go to a dinner table and brag about y'all. I'm gonna go <laughs> hey. home and be like, "Yo, mom, I met these people today, and I'm proud of them. This yeah. is what they hey. do." So how how the turntables? So uh, I will, uh, Lizzie. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm Lizzie. I've been in the games industry since 2007, uh, first in media at Games Radar and feature in general. Uh, you know, did some freelancing for PC Gamer. And then I went over to PR, where I worked on a bunch of different games at agencies. Uh, I led communications at Humble Bundle, um, had a brief stint at Zynga, <laughs> and Ooh. eventually did my own thing. So I've been, for the last three years, I've been running my own, P- uh, I'm gonna say PC. My own PR firm, 50CC, and uh, I'm working with clients like i8bit, Games and Quick, um, all different parts of games, not just like video games itself, but like games tangential companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a lot of you do a lot of stuff with the FGC because you helped me get into Evo yes, last I'm year, yeah, and I gave you a check. Me, uh, like, get into Evo. you get me into Evo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if that happens again ever. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I remember last year when we were at Evo, I showed you this Filipino fighting game Bionic. called Bionic. And yep. um, yeah, that's something that I've started doing recently. Now that I'm just sort of doing my own thing, I want to get more involved with working with Filipino devs. So, Renita Games, who develops the game. Now I'm working with them on that game, and when I when I introduced you to that game, I wasn't working on it at all. So oh. now I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> working. We just announced a game called PBA Slam, which is Philippine Basketball oh. Association, uh, which <laughs> is like their version of NBA Jam. So Oof. pretty excited about these games. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a question, real quick, about PBA Slam. Does it have actual players in the PBA? Yeah, it's officially licensed. So, <laughs> that's, wow. I, that's, that's wild. I have uh, one of my homies, my old homies from high school, Rome De La Rosa. He actually plays in the PBA now. <laughs> what? That's what? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if I, I, the players were, to be honest. Yo, that'd be the wildest shit. It's like I get to play <laughs> as one of my uh, old homies from high school in a video game. Yeah. Oh my god, that that's wild. Um, shit. Yeah. Um, so let's see who wants to go. Belinda, do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Um, I've been, I would say, officially in the games industry for like a little over a year. Um, But um, in college and after high school, I wrote for a bunch of sites. I did um, esports journalism for a site called Double Tap that's still doing really amazing content. Um, And then I was a part of Geeks of Color for a long time, which was really great. I got to go do E3 with them, New York Comic Con, all of that. Um, And then I met Greg Miller at RTX um, and he invited me to come do Games Daily. And that's kind of when my life like skyrocketed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I did Games Daily and then I've done a bunch of shows with them now. Um, But um, his wife, Jen, does 
Pop Agenda PR um, for Indies. And then so I went and worked with her last year um, and it was amazing. I loved it, had a great time. And then from there was a PR intern at Ubisoft and now I'm a PR specialist at Ubisoft. Hey, there we go. Ooh, look at you coming up through the ranks. Yeah. I I found out about you because you were on Games Daily, uh, so I I started following you. Took you a little while to follow me back, but hey, um, that's all good. <laughs> wow, I'm already, did wow. I follow you back? Oh, I didn't mean to. Sorry. No, no, you did. You did after like a few weeks. Uh, but it's all good. Hey, eight minutes in, we're already starting beef. But hey, um, but no, it was really cool because you're, uh, you're not salty at all. I'm not salty. Yeah, I'm not salty. Well, I mean, look, like, listen. Uh, so you you actually came over to I think it was Creature in the Well when you were showing that off with when you were with Pop Agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jen was there as well, and that's when I finally like uh, actually met you. Met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that it's. You know, it's been dope. So, oh, yeah, we did. We came to GameSpot. Uh, we went to Edgian and GameSpot for our like baby press tour for Creature in the Well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I met Michael. And I think I talked some shit because we were going to be in the PAX tournament. Um, yes, facts. But I did very bad in the PAX tournament. So I shouldn't talk shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I made it out of the first round or something. So I guess I'm I need to make it that. out of the first round. Yeah, I was like, I told Greg, I was like, if I win, we're singing Happy Birthday to Hatsune Miku. Didn't happen. Wild disappointment. But. <laughs> Hey, that's one day, always one day it'll happen. Hopefully, Hopefully nobody can remember time. that, Michael. Hey, shit. When we're all when we're all dead, Miku's still gonna be alive. So who's gonna be laughing? That's then? true. Miku's <laughs> still gonna be running. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so, uh, Jem, do you want to tell us about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Jemily. Um, I am the assistant uh, community manager and customer service manager. So, anything that has to do with dealing with players, customers in general, I'm the person who gets to those inquiries. So um, I do a deal a lot, um, just kind of like handling all those complaints and passing that feedback along to the devs. Um, So anywhere from like social to um, emails, uh, that's where um, my main job basically is. Um, But like any other kind of like smaller indie company um we wear like a lot of hats so um i also take care of the website i also take care of like um other small things uh just kind of like managing all of our social posts um all that type of sort of things at private division yeah and like private division like be publishing like some wild games i think the outer worlds comes to mind were were you on with uh outer worlds yeah yeah Uh, what are, what are I, some what are some other big uh, names that you've uh, worked with for when you were with uh, Private Division? Yeah, sure. So I so we released Outer Worlds uh, just last week on Steam, um, mm-hmm. and then we also released Ancestors and uh, Disintegration, and we also have uh, we own the IP for Kerbal Space Program. So mm-hmm. we're very excited mm-hmm. um, to be working on the the sequel. Ooh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, last um, and least, I don't know. No, wow. that's, that's messed wow. up. That's messed These up. These are guests, Michael. Look, we want them to come back. Listen, <laughs> I, I feel comfortable trying to roast Jeff, but Kuya Jeff, uh, do you want to tell us? Kuya, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, Jeff be doing some boss shit at Annapurna. So you want to tell us about that? Yeah, um, I'm Jeff. Uh, I've been in video games for over a decade, which I always hate saying because I feel hella old when I mention that. <laughs> um, I first started uh, doing support. Um, so, like, I graduated college back in in '09, and that was like in the heyday of like Facebook and social getting wild in terms of gaming. 
So my first job was doing um, email support for what was basically like Farmville, but on a tropical island. (laughs) So I did that for like a a year and a half. Um, I dipped out of there, joined another uh, social and mobile gaming company uh, that did Bingo Blitz, which is crazy because like three weeks ago, like my my old coworker who um, like did all the big art for it, like shared a, a YouTube clip from like the Ellen page. And I guess they had like some paid spot on Ellen for the game. And then like, I find out like they're still doing like mad strong. So <laughs> it's, it's just weird that like something from 10 years ago is like come back to like just flaunt in my face. <laughs> um, missing like, out on that mobile money. I know that's, what, that's <laughs> that mobile money right there. Um, yeah, I was there for like three, four years. Um, then I left, I joined Sony Santa Monica um, in 2015. Uh, I was part of the X dev team there. So not the God of War team, but the team that um, helped support basically what was second party indies over at PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the the big title that I was on over there was Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Um, and then we did a couple of other titles. And then shortly after, a couple of folks uh, spun up Annapurna Interactive and they hit me up and wanted me to, to join. And the rest is history. I've been there since pretty much <laughs> yeah. the start. There we go. Um, yeah. It's just grinding every day. Yeah, like Annapurna like put out a bunch of wild stuff too. Um, Can you tell us about? So I actually um, was it you I hit up about If Found because that's that is like one of my top games of this year, and I think uh, it was maybe it was you or that hooked me up with code or something. Uh, But yeah, like what are like just if folks don't know, like what are some of the like big Annapurna names that you've um, published during your time there? Yeah, uh, first game that we we dropped was What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, that was that was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. We did Gorgoa, Donut County, Outer Wilds. Um, helped out the Kentucky Route Zero team doing the console ports. Um, it found which came out uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, and we have the Pathless, which is coming up in two weeks. Yeah, Jeff's out here getting ready. I want Stray so bad. Yeah, so the part of this deal is that you were going to hook us up with (laughs) Stray codes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's that's dope. So, uh, Jan, do we want to move into... uh, So that's that's what y'all do. You want to dig into like how you got to where you are a little bit more? Yeah, but Michael, I want to dig deeper now, though. I want to dig deeper now. Oh, hey. Not 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 just deep yet, but but Michael, why don't you uh, broach the next topic with our folks here, which is you you have like what do our what do what do our parents think? (laughs) You know, like what do our parents think of us? Yeah, like you know how the general path was to get to to where you're at right now, and like how was that talking with with your folks? Because you know it's a general um, stereotype that a lot of Philams or Filipino folks are pushed into. Hey, you know. I like your hobbies and everything, child of mine, but I'm going to need you to either become a doctor, a lawyer, or both of those, probably a nurse. I'm, your passions don't matter to me. I need you to do these things that make a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, it's it's almost yeah. like a big risk to kind of strike out on your own, um, especially like, you know, there are folks that um, don't go to college or drop out of college and wind up pursuing a different career. So, you know, I'm curious to see how, that was for you and your family, especially including like your own backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. How like, how was that reception you, like? Did they immediately you, disown you? 
Have they <laughs> re-owned you? How many? How many? Thang- Sorry, thang- 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 uh, yeah, let's. let's uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, let's flip uh, the wheel back, Jeff. If uh, you know, you wouldn't mind sharing with the folks first. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot to unpack. We're going to spicy right off the bat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like all of what you mentioned was true. Growing up, right? Oh, like okay. going through middle school and high school. Like I was the freaking stereotypical Filipino kid that got a 4.0 plus GPA. Got freaking did my APs. Um, did Akadeka uh, in high school, and so like the expectation was like you're going to be a doctor or, or a lawyer or an engineer. And, uh, uh, like I, I applied to a bunch of colleges. Um, did UCLA Berkeley, I applied to Stanford. Um, that was a whole other discussion. Yeah. Um, so we want to go to the origin of this. Yes. <laughs> Junior year of high school. I met my wife, my, my now wife, Oh, um, wow. She was in my AP U.S. history class in oh, you know, wow. high school. A push, baby. Art kind of origin story. Um, <laughs> here's the, here's the the big caveat: she's not Filipino. She's not Filipino. You want to honor? Oh my god! Yeah, 100%. So, like, oh shit, was that like a, a thing? With yeah, like so. Oh, so straight up. Um, like I, I kept it low key. Like I didn't tell them because like I knew my, my mom would blow up. My dad's pretty like chill. Um, but my mom would blow up. So I kept that under the wraps for like a good part of like senior year. Cause like wow. we started going out like at the start of senior year. Um, and then I, I like I, at some point, like I told her and like, she was like, you got to stop dating that girl. Um, she didn't, she didn't flat out say like, because she's Filipino, but it was very much heavily implied. Um, so that was that. And then I never told her that we were still like talking and still going out and hanging mm-hmm. out all throughout college. Whoa, <laughs> Jeff. This was so, slick. I know. <laughs> she finds out like probably two, three weeks after I, I finished, I like graduated. Um, and then this is on top of like me being a poli sci major. Hey, poli sci gang! I know. <laughs> I went to UCLA. I didn't pick Berkeley. I didn't pick. Well, I got waitlisted at Stanford. I was like, whatever. I don't care about that. Let me do. Let me do me. I want to go down to LA and just like live my life, kind of like what you would go through in terms of like a, a thought process as a as a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you like add on all of the kind of familial pressures and mm-hmm. kind of expectations. Um, I think that combined with not telling her that we were still doing like going out and then her finding out, I think it was like through a Facebook post. So wow. Screw Oh nine Facebook. Um, <laughs> she basically said, don't talk to me. You're not my son. I have not talked to her since Oh nine. Oh, uh, my God. yeah. Um, oh, shit, my bad, dude. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, 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 like honestly, I, I didn't know. Like, you had generational trauma. As long as you're comfortable yeah. sharing that, I just didn't know. It is. I mean, bad. I've I've like talked about it with with uh, friends, and like I've shared I've shared some stuff. But I mean, uh-huh. it is. It's part of who I am. It's part of like my experience, and so like I don't feel uncomfortable sharing it because like I'm sure some some kid out there is probably going through some sort of similar experience and like it's such a hard balance like 
what I was going through in terms of like, I got to keep my parents happy, but at the same time, I'm like, I got to do me. Mm-hmm. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but like, I still send my dad checks and so I'm like, what about that video game, uh, job? It's, it's doing things. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a small thing, but like, you know, it's, it's something I got to deal with pretty much every, every day. It's mm-hmm, rough, yeah. but it is what it is. Has, has that, you know, not, not to dig deeper if you're uncomfortable, but like, has that relationship with, uh, your mom, like affected, like your own identity as like a Phil am at all? Like have, uh, because you, I assume your relationship with your pops is still cool and everything for y'all to still be talking. I mean, I don't think it, it really affected how I saw myself like from a heritage and kind of cultural point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I hung out with Filipino kids growing up and, and like we all kind of knew what we were going through. Pretty much all of us were first generation. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of had the same sort of stories and experiences of like, you know, your parents expected something and you're growing up in a completely different kind of cultural bubble. Um, so I never disassociated myself being Filipino. Um, maybe like back in elementary school when like I hated bringing like adobo and rice and getting clowned <laughs> on because it wasn't PB and J. Um, they were missing out. But, I feel yeah, like they were missing that. out. Yeah. But that was like the extent of it. For um, sure. I think it's more of like what expectations my my mom had in terms of, you know, relationships and professional expectations. I wouldn't put that on like if if my wife and I have a kid. Like that's that's not cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So but like do like when you told I guess when you told your dad like, oh I I'm gonna work in video games and not medical or law or whatever, like I, I'm sure that wasn't as impactful to you as your relationship, like that, like telling them about that or so like, it was, was it, yeah, it was, there was like, you could tell there was the slight hint of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, maybe it was because like, you're so you're, you're like, you act more wild, like in high school, like teenager, <laughs> like yeah. early twenties, you, you, you just don't, you don't care like i i didn't let it affect me back then and like after all these years it's like well like i made the right choice in terms of like doing what i needed to do to Mm -hmm. to grow as a person and just you know figure it out and like i like he won't say it but i know that a part of him is proud that like i struck out on my own and i did my own thing and like i didn't come back and ask them for help and and you know kind of fall into that that vicious cycle um but yeah i've been out here just you know supporting myself and i think a a little piece of them is at least proud of that there we go you're surviving and thriving look at you now (laughs) look at (laughs) run the ship look at us we out here (laughs) (laughs) who'd have thought not me Uh, oh man that was thanks for sharing that jeff like that's uh yeah put a lot of shit into perspective um yeah that's wild Oh, damn. Feeling the heat already. But uh, I guess, uh, I mean, Jem, you want to you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess kind of like my story begins. um, I I was an average student. I wasn't 
necessarily the smartest in the bunch, I guess, but I did have like a couple like honor classes. Um, but I definitely in high school, I was struggling to figure out what I wanted to do. I think by then I already kind of wanted to get into video games. Um, so I tried my hand at getting to coding, like I did computer science and I did not do well in that class. Um, but that's fine. Um, so I guess I would have to like find a different way to, uh, like just a different path into the video game industry. Um, but yeah, like everybody else, um, my mom really wanted me to become a nurse. Like everybody in our family is a nurse. And by the time uh, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for college, um, I kind of, uh, kind of like met halfway. So like, okay, I was really athletic at high school. So I was like, maybe we can do physical therapy. Like, um, that's like a little bit still biology in a way and but still can like it's still with sports. So that will make them happy. Um, when I got to college, started taking biology classes and then made me realize like, I hate these, like I hate these science classes. Like I'm not passionate about it. I don't like it. I hate it. And so, um, eventually like I actually transferred out to uh, that college and I went to Hunter College in the city. Um, and that's where I started to explore that like, hey, I think I really like media. Uh, so that's that time uh, the major was just really broad. So I took classes to learn how to like um, use a camera for film. Um, I did a lot for TV. I did um, a lot of stuff for um, little bit like internet so i learned how to do web design um learning html and css uh so i did a little bit of everything and but still couldn't figure out like exactly what i wanted to do but this was around the time where social media started to really like thrive and i love social media so i kind of had like this inkling like this is going to be something that is very unique to the world so I kind of like foresaw like the the whole trend, like it's going to be such a bigger thing that we, you know, we never thought it could be. So um, my my Twitter account is like from 2009. Uh, <laughs> that's like the one thing I'm proud of for some reason. Like, Mine is too. <laughs> true OG, true OG. It's not, good, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Ooh, this so is wild I, shit back then. Yeah, I mean, I basically was the person who kept like, everybody get a Twitter account, everybody like get get on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody got on it. Everybody was, you know, we sharing our tweets and, um, whatever we did. And, um, I'm kind of proud that I found a group, a uh, bunch of Filipino groups. And I eventually was, and I was very like, um, involved with being like the Filipino community and, uh, in college life. I, so shout out to find and D3. <laughs> uh, it's one of those, uh, collegiate, regions that we had on the East Coast. So, um, and I actually eventually became the president of my uh, my college's uh, Filipino club. Um, and, but my parents were kind of like, eh, about like my choices, uh, but, like figuring out what I wanted to do. They didn't know, like, they knew I didn't want to do nursing, but they weren't sure, like the security of what exactly what my career path is going to be. And uh, truthfully, after college, I didn't find a job that I wanted to get into. So I actually was working as a barista um, at a, like a small cafe. And then 
later on, I actually got an internship working at Jeetney uh, in Maharlika in the city. So I um, was at like the first two, three years. Um, I was like, it was like the first year I was working as an intern. Then two years I worked as the executive assistant uh, to the owner. Um, so I did a lot of roles um, from there. So that's like one prideful thing that I guess made them happy because knowing that I was still was keeping in touch with my roots, um, trying to help spread the Filipino food uh, trend in New York City. So that was something really cool to be a part of. So I can definitely um, say that I helped uh, kind of bring about all the different like restaurants and pop-ups happening around the city. So it's really cool to see like a lot more now just kind of like popping up uh, in Manhattan. Um, so moving down to the line of my, my history, uh, I left there. Then I ended up a job at uh, Midtown Comics. So, but not as a customer service person, but like I worked in the warehouse. So I was the person kind of like picking out different, um, all the items for everybody's purchases that at that time. But, and I, I met my boyfriend uh, there. Uh, he was working in IT and he saw my potential. He was kind of like, why are you here? Like, you're not, like, you're not, you don't belong in this area. Like you should, you definitely can do better. And that kind of like pushed me to like, okay, let me, let me like really see and dive down, dive deep down to like what I want to do. And that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start listening to marketing classes or podcasts and taking courses and uh, starting a blog. And then I started to start streaming. Um, so it didn't start it started taking me a little bit piece by piece trying to figure out like what I want to do, but I still want to do video games. Um, still figure out what the heck I want to do. Um, I got out of there, but I, then I got a job at um, working customer service at Blue Apron. Um, and that's where I got my experience working in customer service and answering emails and talking to people on the phone. Um, and I, grateful for that job unfortunately then i got laid off after like uh, a while but um then found another customer service job but then eventually i got hit up on linkedin saying like hey you have experience in social media and customer service and we're looking for someone to fill in this role and luckily it was uh, a gaming publisher right in new york city and it was like wow like and i was reading the the job like the job description and all the requirements and i'm like this is the first I've ever seen something that I could say yes to everything that mm -hmm. I was able awesome. to like hit all of that. And so, and that's where I am today. I work at private division and it's just, it's been almost two years coming this December and uh, my parents still don't know what the heck I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're cool with it though, right? Like at least they're cool with it, but uh -huh. they still don't understand what I do. They just, I just tell them like, I do social media and they're like, what is that? Or like, or I even mentioned like I do Twitch streaming. They're like, still don't know what that, what is, what that is. And mm -hmm. I'm like, think YouTube. So that's all I can do. Really, <laughs> like simpler. Yeah. Terms yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my entire history of how um, I got the job. Oh, and I want to give a, Quick shout out to Jeff Castaneda. Uh, he actually, I met him during my time at uh, at Jeepney, and I was just like, I want to work in video games. He's like, I used to work in video games, mm -hmm. and uh, he was working at MTV at the time when I met him. So um, I think 
his recommendation was actually part of the reason why I got um, this job too. So awesome. Good props and Filipino connections. <laughs> hey, I could probably pull up my yearbook and find three Jeff Castaneda's. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Do I know him? Wait, no. You know, so I was York. thinking the same exact thing. I was like, Oh Jeff, I know. Mm, might be a different oh, Jeff. Might be a different uh, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That's, that's wild though. Like, yeah. Hey, shit, look at you now. Congrats on that. Yeah. Um, Belinda, I know you, you talked uh, about your path a little bit more, but tell us how your parents feel about all that. Because <laughs> uh, you're, you're fairly, I guess, fairly, um, like you've, your come up has been fairly recent, all things mm-hmm. considered. But yeah, um, yeah what's, the, what's how have you felt and how have your parents felt about it if there is something there? Um, my parents are, it's one of those things where I grew up loving video games and my mom's like, you play too many video games, you know, shut off your... <laughs> your PlayStation or your GameCube when you're up too late. Um, Yeah. And it was a really passive aggressive thing because she would buy me the stuff, but then be mad that I was using it. So (laughs) it was like, you know what I mean? Um, Like she'll buy me my Game Boys and my Xboxes and all that stuff and then be like, video games are bad for you. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, So it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, work in video games and all came full circle. Look at it. (laughs) Um, So she's my parents are happy that I'm happy and that I kept pursuing something that meant something to me that, you know, they, you know, back uh, after high school, when you don't know what to do, um, seemed like sort of a dead end. Like you want to get into video games, you don't know how or where or when, or like how to even approach the industry. You know, your mom's like, you know, call them, see if they've read your application. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah, but um, I actually went to college um, here in the city for screenwriting. So that was a really fun discussion every time, like, you see your parents like, oh, what are you doing now? Um, but I really loved writing and I was doing journalism, you know, just on the side, just so I was writing all the time. Um, and I want to say like my proudest, proudest moment is um, our school has uh, an award show. And I wrote a short script called Cold Bunch about a young Filipina girl that was embarrassed to bring her lunches to school. Um, and her mom was this hardworking nurse. And, you know, she got disheartened when her daughter is like throwing away her lunch at school and like coming home hungry. All of this. It has Tagalog in it. It has like all this Filipino food in it. You know, of course, there's Dinaguan. Of course, there's a white girl with blonde hair. That's like, hey, what the f- is that? Um, and I wrote this script and they came to that award ceremony and I won best screenplay. Nice. And oh, it was one, of, hey. Hell it was yeah. one of those moments where I was like, oh, I get to go up on stage, do give like a thank you speech and look at my parents and be like, I wouldn't be at this school if they didn't pay for the school. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have grown up the way I wouldn't have grown up. I wouldn't have had this upbringing if it wasn't for you guys. And it was like, you know, Filipino parents are like, they want to brag even though they don't really know what you're doing. Um, and so my mom knows I work for Ubisoft, I, she has no idea what I do now, but uh-huh. that was probably the moment that they were like, okay, she, she's okay. She can, she can handle her own. She's doing the thing, but yeah. Damn. That's wild. Uh, uh, and also like when you say you're in the city of Bay area native, right? Oh yeah. 707. Hey. I think Jeff's 707 too, right? Damn. Yeah. Area. Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Fairfield, which is, um, 
uh, halfway between San Francisco and Sacramento, right in between. Um, so it was a pretty diverse like city. Like I grew up, uh, a lot of my friends were Filipino. A lot of our family friends were Filipino. I grew up embracing the culture, learning Tagalog, all of that. Oh, yeah. snap. So you, like you can... Sp- I sound bad when I speak it, but okay, I can yeah. I can I can understand it left and right. But yeah, like the aunties yeah. ain't getting away by speaking Tagalog at parties, talking. Uh, you yeah. understand? Yeah, it just no. You. you just you're like, yeah. what did you say? And they're like, oh snap. When did Very you understand? <laughs> yeah. That's just wild. Um, so Lizzie, you've been in the game for quite some time, as you explained. And yeah, no, uh, Jeff made me feel bad because I guess I'm not supposed to say I've been in the games industry for over a decade. I got I to say real quick, Lizzie, before you, you get going, um, there was I got into a like, big, 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 big argument with my parents about like wanting to get into games media. And uh, they were like, there's no Filipinos in games media. And then just around that time, I'd like discovered Games Radar was. And then I saw your name pop up in one of the one of the bylines and it was like hmm that name sound that last name it could be filipino and then like i click on the picture and then lo and behold like in your bio you, you mentioned you were filipino and i remember grabbing my laptop showing my mom's like see there's one of us in there i can go too oh my god uh, look at that lizzie with lizzie's already inspired someone who is on the panel so see? so you know inadvertently lizzie you would you would help me open the door and making it okay like semi okay with my parents to like pursue that's this. funny because i feel like you know a lot of filipinos their last names are you know they have a spanish influence or like they're mm-hmm. rooted in spanish because of you know what happened yeah. back in the day <laughs> um, so i feel like off the bat people don't really know or think i'm filipino i've gotten a lot of questions like asking if i'm half or if i'm if i say i'm filipino they're like filipino and what um mm-hmm. so thanks for seeing me i feel seen <laughs> um but yeah i guess going into my i, I feel like i have a lot to unpack <laughs> By all means, let's you, go let's go um, let's fucking get it <laughs> but i mean so i grew up playing video games of course like um the first game I ever played was Mario and Duck Hunt on the NES. And like all my cousins always had game systems. So like I'd go to my cousin's house and play NES. And then she eventually got the SNES. Uh, My other cousin had Genesis and um, another cousin of mine had uh, Game Gear. So it's like between all my cousins that also lived in the Bay Area with me, um, I could just go to whoever's house and like play. And I didn't have any of my own consoles for a very long time because my parents were, um, you know, they were, we were like lower middle class, so they didn't want to waste the money on games. And I remember asking Santa for like (laughs) many years for a Game Boy. And then finally Santa, in quotes, with my mom's handwriting. (laughs) Santa's real, I still believe. (laughs) Santa gave me my Game Cube. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that was like my first, <laughs> my first uh, game system that I owned, and I had like Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins. That was my jam. Uh, um, it's so funny. I, it's cute to think back at like my parents trying to, uh, you know, give us video games and try to like understand what they are. And I remember when she gave me the Game Boy, she gave me 
with the Game Boy, Yoshi's Cookie for NES. So I like I couldn't even play games on it for a long time because I didn't have a game for it. <laughs> um, anyway, it's even though I had games growing up in my life, I didn't really think of it as a career because I just thought I didn't know what the game careers were or like maybe you just had to be a programmer and like that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to rewind a bit before I got into games, um, they never, uh, I guess, forced me or suggested that I needed to be a doctor or nurse or lawyer or anything like that. But education was really important to them. So whatever I wanted to do, I had to at least graduate college. Um, And they immigrated to the U.S. in the 80s. And so I was like the firstborn um, of our first generation born uh, in the U.S. And so I think there's a lot of stress and like unknowns, you know, raising a kid in a new country for them. So they were really strict with me. And um, in high school, especially like as I was becoming a teenager and like wanted to do more things and like go out and hang out with friends and like be more independent. I just couldn't do any of that. And uh, we had, we had a lot of friction between us and I was really disengaged in high school. Like I didn't want to be in my high school. I didn't want to be home and we just kept fighting all the time. Um, So, uh, you know, I, I had a live journal where I talked about it, how I hated my parents. <laughs> Shouts out to live <laughs> journal like, and Zanga. Zanga. Did you have Zanga yeah. though? What? Did you have Zanga though? I did have a Zanga. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> um, so, you know, eventually we had a falling out, like just before I graduated high school. Um, I, I think it just all like came to a head where it's like, we just kept fighting. I was angry. I hated being there. And I moved out um, like when I was 18 and before I graduated high school and they were pissed about that. And because I moved out, they're like, well, you don't live in our house anymore. So we're not supporting you anymore. Uh, you're on your own. Like you have to pay for your own college, pay your own rent, all that stuff. Like we're, you're dead to us basically. And we didn't talk for like two years. Um, so I had to just try to figure things out on my own and like go to community college, work three jobs and like just try to figure out what I was doing. And um, I was working at GameStop. That was one of them and was getting really into playing more games. Like I felt like I I already knew about game. Like I was was playing a lot of games before, but like Halo 2 was like the gateway game for me (laughs) where I like was getting a little bit more hardcore with it. I was like, maybe I want to like do this as a career. Mm -hmm. And I I first went to school for graphic design. um, And then when I was thinking about games, I went into computer science. And while I was saying that, and I realized later on, like, I did not want to do three semesters of calculus and physics. Like, no. Ah. <laughs> Fuck math. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Belinda just making shots right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, so uh, while I was in school and working at GameStop and working at a coffee shop, I was, I didn't want to be in retail anymore for, you know, the foreseeable future. So I was like looking at Craigslist every day for jobs 
And I found an ad for a video intern position at a video game website. Um, and the description was really brief and all it said was you had to have one uh, experience uploading video to the web. It's like, cool, I've uploaded like two videos. To YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and then two, have a passion for video games. Check, check, got it. <laughs> um, so I went into my interview and I never really, so I, I never told this story before until like last week when I was on a different panel, but I feel like mm -hmm. now it's out in the open, so whatever. Um, but I went to this interview and, you know, it was going pretty well. And they're asking, you know, what games I like to play, like what websites uh, I read. And and then it got to the, like the more technical questions. It was like, have you edit, edited video before? What kind of programs do you use? And like, do you have a demo reel? And I didn't have any of that stuff. I never even yeah. edited video before. I was like, what the fuck? Oh no, they didn't say anything <laughs> about this in the ad. Oh my God. Um, so I figured at that point, I was like, well, I probably don't have the job. <laughs> so uh, I told them, yeah, I'll get you a demo reel at, when I get home. <laughs> and I got home learned how to edit video in four hours, sent them a video of me playing Halo 2. <laughs> and wow. Like edited Benny Benassi. I learned how to use uh, Final Cut in like a day. Hell yeah. And then, and then they loved it. And I guess it was better than anything anyone else turned in. So they hired me. <laughs> Yeah, you turned in a frag video and kickstarted <laughs> your Benny career. Benassi. God awesome. damn. Uh, and the rest is history. I, I was at GameRadar. Then, then I became uh, their associate video editor. And then uh, I was writing more for the videos I was doing. So then um, I sort of like moved within future to this web, um, for this website called At Gamer Magazine, which was basically Best Buy's version of Game Informer. Mm. Um, and then I think in like 20, late 2011, I realized uh, I probably don't want to be in EIC. I just didn't see that for myself. So I moved into PR. Oh. And the rest is history. But <laughs> I guess that, like, if you look at my relationship with my parents now, like, you wouldn't have guessed that we had a falling out like we get along so well now and i think maybe because they realize i'm not a piece of shit um <laughs> you know like uh i was i had a career um they knew i was in games they didn't really understand it but they understood like reviewing games and then when i got into pr they're like i think she's still reviewing games <laughs> um but it's funny because I, I still didn't finish college at that point. Like I, I, I was still in PR and I thought I didn't want to go back to school because I was like, well, I'm already like, I got my job. It's fine. <laughs> um, but there was still that guilt of like, my parents would still ask me, even though I was running communications at Humble Bundle, like, you know, it's cool that you're doing that and all, but when are you going to finish college? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. done with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so when I when I got to Zynga, um, I started taking, I, I, I kind of like revisited the coursework I had and I just had um, like a few more general ed classes to do and then, you know, X amount of courses to do in marketing, which I ended up getting a degree in. So I just like 
plowed through it. And uh, I guess a blessing in disguise, Zynga went through its round of layoffs. I was one of them, but I got a pretty good severance package. And I was like, I guess I'll just finish school for a little bit. And that was like my first taste too into um, like freelance PR because uh, I didn't want to be completely out of the game, but I didn't need to look for a job right away. Um, so it's like, well, maybe I'll just take some clients here and there. And when I got a full-time job after that, I was like, this sucks. I want to go back to like uh, doing yeah. my own thing. Uh, and here I am now. <laughs> you are your own boss now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When we were talking about being wild. bosses earlier, we <laughs> literally meant being bosses. Yeah. <laughs> so like Lizzie is literally her own boss. That's, that's, that's like, cool. I was talking to my husband stuff about this and, mm -hmm. uh, he told me that my my company name, 50CC, which is a play on my initial, so it's Lizzie C. Cuevas, which is my maiden name. Mm -hmm. um, it's technically a Filipino company name. Oh, there you go. Hey. <laughs> so there you go. You got a Filipino company name in the games industry. Repping in very, very subtle ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know we asked uh, Jem and uh, Jeff this, but uh, what are... I, I don't know if we did ask you, like, what are some like big games that you actually that you worked on uh, since you've been in the PR game? Uh, well, I have one thing like so I saw Jeff, I saw your Twitter bio. And so you work at Annapurna and <laughs> we got mixed up a lot with our games. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah. Out Jeff wilds, is outer, outer worlds. Wilds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we got outer worlds. And I want to ask you: if, Are you the person like have been like tweeting some of the stuff that like, hey, there's a mix-up around here? And I'm like, <laughs> 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 look at it. We brought them together here. Yay! In my bio, you can blame me for any AI tweets. <laughs> hey, hey, squash, squash the beef right now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just very. It's just what well two letters missing from each of our <laughs> titles so it's just funny to see the people like i actually just saw a tweet from someone saying like they meant to buy outer wilds but they ended up getting <laughs> outer worlds and they were just so confused at like what they were playing because it wasn't exactly the same thing what they really learned from a review so that's just amazing so we're gonna forever gonna have these interactions uh <laughs> Yeah, that small world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like during our game of the year discussions, because it's like Outer Worlds and Wilds both made it in our our ten games of the year for last mm -hmm. year. But the discussion was wild because like, what? Which game are you talking about? And they're like, "Fuck, I know, I that's not the that's the not the open one. world shooting. They the, the both got spaceships, bro." <laughs> so like, yeah, that was that was that was funny. And like, bless is out here trying to use my Xbox Series X. He's like, "I'm downloading Outer Wilds. Like, it doesn't work yet." Outer Worlds works. He's like, oh, I meant that one. Like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, Belinda, since since you've been at Ubisoft, what have, what, which ones have you, which games have you been on and got out? Um, the titles that I'm on right now are Rainbow Six Siege is the big one. Um, I launched Hyperscape this uh, summer. Um, I'm on Anno 1800, which is um, like a strategy game. Mm -hmm. Then I'm on a secret game. Um Oof. And another secret game. <laughs> Damn. <that's laughs> Those are all the games. <laughs> and then I do um, for, uh, I'm on Rainbow Six Esports too. So. That's right. Tight, yeah. Tight, tight. Mm -hmm. Lizzie, did you want to hit us with a wild flex? Because I, 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 I've crossed paths with you work-wise, oh, right. <laughs> um, but you've 
you've done so much. Like, what's the what's the big ones that you hit recently or in your history? Oh, big games that I worked on. Yeah. Well, I get one thing that's pretty cool to me uh, recently is um, since I work with I Make It, we do a lot of stuff with Annapurna, so I get to oh, you know yeah, yeah. We, we just announced <laughs> the path list with them. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, we what else have I done? Uh, I work with Tara Bruno PR, as you know. That's right. Um, yeah. And and that's kind of the cool thing about just doing your own thing is like if I want to work with Tara, then that's rad. Um, and we uh, launched Grounded this year. Um, mm -hmm. or it's an early access. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess just in like history, <laughs> I mean, like there's so many games. I'm just trying to think of all of them. Um, uh, what's it called? When I was at Capcom, we did a lot of the stuff with like Street Fighter 4 or 5 actually. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with very, low key flex, they're like, oh, I've worked on so much stuff, guys. Yeah, I can't yeah, I, was more. Working, I was working with you um, on Shadow of the Tomb Raider stuff. Uh, uh, we would like invite oh, you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Because uh, yeah, when I previewed like, Shadow of the Tomb Raider for a very long time, as you tried to beat. <laughs> what yeah. Yeah, I got through it. And then uh, you had also the, the oh, you visited the GameSpot studio. I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, that was like two years ago. Yeah, oh, damn, yeah. it's, it just seems like ages ago. My brain is like foggy right now of stuff. And this, especially because yeah. now I do like more than traditional video games. Like I've been working with uh, New Wave Toys, who does the miniature arcade cabinet. Oh, so right. Like I have Dragon Slayer on my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I checked out the Replicate also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Centipede one. And yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. Um, kind of before we move on to talking about generational trauma, which we kind of already did touch on, like in the first eight <laughs> oh, minutes. We, we, we dipped into it. Oh, Jeff, <laughs> hey, I'm, <that's, laughs> Jeff opened Pandora's box, bro. God damn, this fool said, won't. And then, uh, like, uh, one more thing about video games, like what is what I know you talked a little bit about it, Lizzie, but uh, I don't think Belinda, like what games was what was the game for you that was like, yo, get video games is like this is where it's at. This is wild. This is like my favorite shit. Um, when did you realize that? And what game was it? Animal Crossing for GameCube. <laughs> Um, Santa got me my GameCube with <laughs> Animal Crossing. Um, so Christmas morning, and that's, you know, that's all I did. And you boot up Animal Crossing. As you know, it is real time. So it's snowing and you make friends and all that stuff. And so Animal Crossing was the first. Of course, I played, um, I had older cousins that had a SNES and I played Mario and I had um, my godparents had um kids and they had a ps2 so that was a lot of tony hawk um bust a move was a, a game i think of um we went to prayer meetings and me and my brother would just go into the room mm -hmm. and play a bunch of video games um but i think the gamecube is a system that i really fell in love with and like really really loved video games on tales of symphonia was like an entire summer of middle Ooh, school that's, that's a deep cut that was like every day, wake up, call my neighbor, like, we doing this? Okay. And then like playing <laughs> all day. And 
it makes me sad because I'm like, there is no time in my life that I would have the time to play that game again. That game is yeah. two discs, two discs. Um, <laughs> well, those those discs were pretty small, though. So, <laughs> yeah, but they seemed like they took forever. There's yeah, so was, yeah, many like words. Games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, uh, when I played, when I got into Halo and Halo Two. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was kind of where I realized because I wanted to play online and you hook up online, they find out you're a girl and they call you all these mean things. Um, that's kind of when I realized that it wasn't a space for like women, like it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't welcoming. And then grew up playing RuneScape and, and all of those online games. And then the same thing, like, Oh, you're yeah. a girl. Um, and so it's always been in my head that like, you know, girls aren't allowed in the space but as i grew older got really into esports played a lot more games it made me want to be in the space and then um also being filipino wanting to you know be a woman of color in this space and you know that just sort of drove me over and over and over again to like want to break into it to be like i'm here so you can do it you hmm. little filipino girl that's <laughs> like playing Fortnite and getting getting called out by all these really mean boys like you can do it and yeah oh um jemmy want to tell us about like what was the game for you um kingdom hearts Oh, oh I, see, I see the okay. Keyblade in the background. Hey. Yeah. I, I saw the uh, Keyblades. Yeah. I was like, hey, Have you heard okay, of the series on Jai Bomb called Kingdom Heartache? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, watch. so like I I grew up playing N64. Like I pretty much like had a bunch of like Nintendo games. I play Pokemon. I love it. Um, but it wasn't until um, my friend at the time in like in grade school, she introduced me to kingdom hearts and i'm like what is this like it's disney and then these interesting like japanese anime characters in there and you know it was a it's a it was a genre that i never played before and i just fell in love with it and has been like a weird kind of like um because i it felt like it was such a like a a well-kept secret because there were not that many like fans out there that talked about it so i kind of was like bit of like the unique kind of like loser-ish person who like I kept talking about this game and nobody knew what I was talking about um I never because I never had a console until I got um so fun fact um I won my PS4 through Taco Bell yo yeah so and then uh what just so happened um weirdly I was playing volleyball I twisted my ankle and it was like I completely sprained it and it put me out of commission for like three months. So I was like bedridden for a long time. And when I won the system, uh, it arrived. So I'm like, hey, I guess now that I'm home all day, I guess I might as well play Destiny. And so (laughs) I learned how to play Destiny. And it was... And now I'm actually getting back into playing Destiny, uh, getting ready for the expansion pack. Beyond so. Lights on around the corner. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you can say um, those are like the two games that really kind of like um, drove my passion uh, mm-hmm. into it. Um, and 
uh, yeah, I just love Kingdom Hearts. I have a tattoo of hey. Hey, video game tattoos out here. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, and yeah, I always like to tell the the random story of my Taco Bell winning of a PlayStation. Is it like the, the bell sound when you turn it on, or was that like a different console? <laughs> no, I, I had did they the do that one time? I think like, it's like an yeah. Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Jeff. I was listening to Co-Optional when you were on there. So sh shouts out to uh, Paul Tamayo and Cam Brewster. Um, RIP uh, Co-Optional, though. Dope podcasts, the homies. And I, Jeff was on there, and he was talking about the games that he plays. Because Jeff plays some – has different tastes is what I'll say. So can you can you tell us about your Euro Truck Simulator escapades? Oh, damn. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a wide palette. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it, I should backtrack and, like – I know that I unpacked a lot with my parents, but like shout outs to them. Like they were also like the the reason why I, I loved games. Like my one of my earliest memories was like they got me the NES, I got Duck Hunt. I remember totally cheesing on that by holding up the zapper to the TV and <laughs> shooting all the ducks. So and my mom like had the like if you remember the old school game and watch, like the precursor to the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. She had the Donkey Kong one. So I, I would like jam on that. Um, but yeah, like at the end of it, like, yeah, they, they got me into gaming, um, uh, one way or another. Um, but yeah, I play a whole lot of shit. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I was talking about American truck simulator over there. Um, mm -hmm. that's like my Zen jam. Like there's, there's something just super chilling of mm -hmm. like going from point A to point B. Like there's, there's a certain aspect when it comes to open world games where there's like that sense of exploration and there's just the kind of feeling that you can check out and do whatever you want to do. But for me with American truck simulator, there's that openness, but that there's no pressure of like objectives or mission completions or checkpoints. It's just, I got to deliver some shit. Um, <laughs> and so I, I get I like I get real into it. I do the I do the first person uh, uh, cam like right oh, in the, the cockpit view and everything. Driver, driver's cabin. Yeah. Um, I'll, I got to back up properly. I signal properly. <laughs> I do all of the lame stuff that you probably would not want to do, but I, I do it. Um, it's dedication. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's like my my like my go to chill uh, kind of game. I play a lot of FIFA. Yeah, that's that's like my that's that's it's real bad. Um, but, uh, I also play a lot of, um, just random stuff. Like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, like I just, I picked up my exercise on steam. I was like this kind of odd art exploration experience game where you're just tapping on the space bar and you're making this person do sit-ups. Um, and as you're going through the experience, like different things come onto the screen and it's like five bucks on steam. Um, I, it's worth checking out if you just want to do something that's like totally out there. Not published by Annapurna, though, right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like if I if I find something that's just like out there or interesting, I'll check it out. Um, I think my wife kind of tries and tells me like, "You play too much FIFA." And then when she sees me check something out that's not FIFA, she's like, "Oh, what's this?" You know, like. like constantly on Animal Crossing and uh, Stardew. So I don't blow her up about that. <laughs> <laughs> you better not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jeff, I know you said you would probably have to dip out around 
the time that we are at right now. So um, do you uh, do you still have a moment before you need to dip out? Yeah, I got like 10, 10 minutes or so. Okay, uh, cool. Because I think, Jan, did you want to transition into? Then yes. Uh, yes, Michael. Let's transition into our final topic of the day. Well, yeah. Uh, so ish, we'll, ish. we'll try and Quotation yeah, try and marks. combine. I think for efficiency's sake, probably want to combine the two because there's obviously crossover. So I've learned from uh, our panel that everyone here is incredibly efficient at pretty much anything they've tried to do ever. So we've made it happen. We can condense yeah. down the rest of this into ten to twelve minutes. Yeah, maybe even I mean, well, maybe even five. No, no, I I seriously doubt that because there is a lot. Um, so. I think the things that Jan and I also wanted to touch on, I know some of y'all had mentioned it a bit too. So, uh, but want to talk about like, what is it? Have you had a unique experience specifically as a Phil am moving in like the game spaces? Cause I know Belinda, you talked about that a little bit. Um, and I think that's really important to talk about like, Oh shit, I don't, I'm not white dude, uh, go moving out here, uh, in front of camera. And like, is shit's different. Uh, shit's just different. Um, that, and also your relationship to Filipino culture. Cause I know it's, it's very, it can be, I said this last episode, but it can be really weird as Filipino Americans. Mm-hmm. Like what does, like we weren't born in the PI. Uh, we like what we all have a unique relationship to our actual, the actual motherland. Uh, and it's different for everyone else. So I think that's uh, a really important thing to express. Like, you know, language, food, your relationship with like your if you have family back home, have you been? What was the last time you went back? And have you been are back? you treated have you been back? Are you treated differently when you go back? So like fucking take it away. Like uh so yeah, talking about like moving in the spaces of Philam and your relationship to you know actually being Filipino American. So I want to throw it to Jeff before he has to dip out. So uh yeah, I know you talked about it, but you know, go ahead, boy. I think like being Philam in the industry, like when I first started, like it was subtle. Like I knew, like I didn't really notice any other brown people, right? It's kind of like awkward when you're, you know, that, that that's a thing, but it's not explicitly talked about. And then, like, I still get hyped whenever I see a, a fellow Philam like working in the space. Uh, like it's kind of like that thing where like if if you just meet like a, a random new person and like oh you're filipino too and then you like start chopping it up that's that's how that, I that's what happened with us at pax exactly <laughs> yeah. um and so yeah like that, that's why i'm like i'm i'm down to do stuff like this because like i feel like there's there's the the level of representation for people of color but then there's also like that sub level for like filipino folks i <laughs> I think that it comes back to like growing up first generation, at least for me, um, not actively seeing like role models or people actively out there talking about like working in the industry and, and, and being a person of color. And so um, I think like yeah, other folks have talked about it. Like if, if this serves as an inspiration point, then yeah, like I'm, I'm down to at least provide some sort of spark. Um, and then for like going back to culture, like I haven't been back to the PI since 2000. Um, but like before that, like we had been back as a family like twice. Um, I still have good memories. And like we actually like my wife and I talked about it like briefly about where we would honeymoon after we got married. And we were talking about like Palawan and hey. all that other stuff. But like, 
you got Duterte out there just acting. I mentioned that last episode too. Like, yo, like we have a lot of pride in being Filipino, but holy shit. Is like we we belong to two countries that are run by politics are shit right now totalitarian (laughs) regimes because Polish Duterte is he's Trump too like it's it it's that like we're not I'm not fucking with you it's yeah that's for real like real and then the other thing like one of the other memories that like just like came up like I remember um the last time we were there like my my dad had like explicitly a cash kind of explicit pocket in his wallet and like i remember asking him about it like why were you doing that and then like we we, we get off the the airplane we go through uh you know aquino airport and then we're like going through metro manila in in some taxi and then like we get pulled over um by uh the police over there and then um like my dad was in the passenger seat and like they're they're talking to the driver and then like he flashes the wallet and then the cash bribe goes down and then like that's when it clicked and then like we talked about it a little bit more and i was like oh so this Holy is a shit if they, if they explicitly see you as like philam they know you know you're 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 good milk and material oh so, my god like, that was a crazy memory from from when i was a kid i had Holy a very shit. similar memory jeff jesus christ same yeah, deal of like fa- like older family member we get stopped by some type of like police law enforcement and then like an uncle just like mm, you can leave us alone now like throws them like a couple pesos yeah. it's wild it's wild yeah, crazy. holy shit <laughs> damn oh my god um is there, is there anything else you wanted to share jeff because boy you, you seem like you got like wild shit to dig into <laughs> No, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep okay. it. Uh, <laughs> All right, I, I, res- I respect it. I mean, you've, you've shared so much with us today. It's like, damn, uh, so glad we've had you on here. Uh, Jem, do you want to kind of jump into that as well? Yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah, born here, Phil Am. Um, I've been to the Philippines. So when I was younger, I used to go like every summer, um, and I think I remember one year, like I spent like my entire summer in the Philippines. Um, so I pretty much was like familiar of growing up uh, in like like Metro Manila ish, and just kind of like I mean, a lot of them can recognize that you're like you're not from here, you're like you're American. Um, and I will always try to speak in Tagalog, but you know, my Tagalog is very broken. So they'll detect it right away. Yeah. yeah. But it was just weird because like I, I remember like every time I go back for some reason, I will talk English in a Tagalog accent. <laughs> so I don't know why it would trigger that way, but I guess it's like my way to like like assimilate or get myself to like um just trying to just fit in in a way so and it was kind of like weird um just kind of like growing up but um the last time I was there was I would say like 10 12 years ago so it's been a long time um it was like when I was still in college so that was like the last time I was there so I don't know what you know what it looks like but it we are I guess would say like I'm I guess I'm like in like the upper middle class ish because like we have drivers we have you know we had like the nanas and like taking care of us and cooking the meals um so it was kind of like 
interesting that to live like a bit of like a privileged life over there in a, in a sense. So like we have property, we have like all these um, just just in, a different lifestyle over there. So but um, but yeah, I oh, now I just remembered like I when I was in the Philippines, I actually went to school for like a couple of months there because oh, like their school year is different um, from us. So I guess I remember like for for like maybe a couple months I went to school. So that's how I learned my Tagalog. And obviously I lost all that. But um, yeah, I I remember specifically like my my last day that I was like, oh, she's, she's going back to the States and everybody lined up and like they gave me a hug or a kiss on the cheek for some reason. So uh, <laughs> so that was like my farewell day. Uh, but yeah, it's just um, a different uh, like different things growing up in the Philippines and then also like growing up here in America, just like trying to relate with my peers in college. Um, mm. I was actually kind of like surprised that I knew a lot more than they did. Like they didn't know like how to speak certain like or new words, what I was talking about. Um, definitely like all the different stereotypes, like, um, you know, tarantado or saying like, you know, you're, you're gallivanting all the time. Like when you're playing, <laughs> like, stop going up so much. Um, yeah, like that's everybody's favorite words. So and I... <laughs> But yeah, it was, it's, you know, it's definitely, um, I I feel like I was kind of like a rebel kind of growing up because my mom hated me. Uh, I dated a lot. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't care um, then, but, and that was part of like a lot of arguments at, when I was growing up, but uh, I'm settled now with my current boyfriend for five years. So she's pretty happy now, but back then, you know, teenage years, she's like, don't do this. Don't date. No kissing. No no sex. And then now she's just like, so when I'm gonna have grandchildren? Yeah. She's like, okay, <laughs> okay cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just that is currently what it is being Filipino American. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, Belinda, you want to go ahead and because uh, I, I know you touched on touched on it, but you know if you, you want to go deeper into, uh, especially like uh, I don't know, maybe we talked about this before, like you and I, but. Uh, talking about like your relationship with the motherland and um, what it's like to move in these spaces. Yeah. Um, so my mom is the only one of her family that came to America. So her entire family um, is still in the Philippines. Um, my dad's family is all over the U.S. and Virginia, San Diego, all over. Um, so my mom goes back uh, pretty often. And I went the last time I was in the Philippines was in January of this year. Um, I squeezed it in right before COVID. Yeah. Um, So I was just there and um, everyone in my mom's side of the family, they like, they like own a family hospital. So it's my middle name. So BBC Garcia stands for Belinda Bianca Cuisson Garcia because Cuisson is my mom's maiden name. So we have a Cuisson family hospital um, in the Philippines and they're all doctors and nurses and all, all of that that we've been talking about. Um, so like, they don't know what I do at all and trying to explain it is kind of a dead end, but they, when I last went there, cause I was already working for Ubisoft, um, my nephews, um, they were like, Oh, we you know Ubisoft, we love Assassin's Creed. We love Far Cry. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And you forget that like the Philippines is like, like, 
they still play video games. Like we went to, we went to an internet cafe and we all played league together. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was so cool to be able to have like that connection without, with not having seen them in like a couple of years, though they're all teenage boys and all teenage boys just play video games no matter where they are. Um, but yeah, um, going back is always sort of like a culture shock, just like um, what Jem was saying, like, we're sort of upper class. Like we have, um, we have like maids, like you wake up and there's breakfast and you're like, Oh, I guess I'm eating. And then there's lunch. And then, <laughs> and um, then there's a snack after lunch and then there's dinner. And then there's an after midnight snack. And, and, like, and I'm just like, why am I always eating? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, specifically we, I went hiking with my auntie, And we went up to this like super beautiful place. There was like water and stuff. And obviously we were going to swim and I brought my bathing suit, which is a normal here two piece Uh bathing suit. So like, you know, you get off and like everyone was staring at me and my auntie was like, you need to to relax. (laughs) (laughs) You need to put your clothes back on. So I had to swim in like, you know, the t-shirt and the like leggings that I brought because that was like not okay. And then we got back and I told my mom and I was like, oh yeah, you should not do that here. And, I was like, <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, they're so conservative. And I'm like, yeah. no one told me like, before I got there. And that's, it, it's different. Like it, it moves in a different space and like, than like America. And my mom is from Pangasinan. So she actually also speaks Pangasinan as well mm-hmm. as Tagalog. Um, so when we land in Manila, it's a five hour drive to her hometown, which is where we stay. And even from Dagupan, where she's from, and Manila is like two different places. Like, yeah. like we stayed one night in Manila and it was like in a hotel and everything's super new and all this stuff. Whereas like in Dagupan, I don't have hot water. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, and you, yeah. That's and, you, and you really, really become thankful of like, yeah, America sucks. But like you become thankful of like the things you're allowed to do and, and, um here especially like i would say in the bay um but yeah um as far as moving in the games industry i feel like you know like you all here like i feel like i always find a filipino in the games <laughs> industry it's like hey 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 um and specifically at ubisoft uh the senior director of pr so like my boss's boss's boss um beetle is filipino so like we oh, have these conversations yeah all the time and we also have another PR manager um, on the team that's also Filipino and then there's two other people from Fairfield and Vallejo and like 707 and we're like hey, hey, hey. Um, and it's really cool just smiling. And, <laughs> yeah it's 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 amazing and uh, but specifically like just shout out to Beetle who may or might not ever see this, but he's always made me feel super comfortable. We talk about being Filipino. We talk about like knowing Tagalog, not knowing Tagalog, um, you know, raise, he's raising a family and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's always made me feel included in the space. So, Oh yeah, I, I actually, damn it. It's been a while since I've interacted with Beetle. Cause like last time I talked to him was with when watchdogs Two was coming oh, yeah. that was four years ago oh, yeah. yeah yeah it was like one of the first things i was assigned to when i came to GameSpot. but legion launch today hey yeah that's oh that's God. right hey <laughs> full, wow full circle uh, damn that's dope though um yeah. 
Lizzie, you want to jump in? Uh, Jeff, are you good? Uh, I got a dip. You got a dip? Jeff, yeah. hey, man. I'm Ramik Salamat, Pare. Hi, if we're still here let us know if you if you get back and we're yeah. still on and you can <laughs> back in but hey, i appreciate you dog i appreciate yeah, no problem. you nice seeing everybody again or Bye, for the Jay. first time hey. <laughs> oh. take care man um before i throw it to lizzie uh production end is is everything okay jan completely With fine him? don't trip the all right. chip. it's all good the, st the stage is yours lizzie Cool. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, as a Filipino American in games um, and having been in games as long as I have, I haven't really come across a lot of Filipinos early on. Um, I knew like maybe one or two other Filipinos and, and, but, and they were like really far separated from me. So while I was in media, they were like really, behind the scenes at like PlayStation or Zynga. So I, I didn't really interact with them as much. Um, and it was, it was only like two years ago or like three years ago where I felt like, I felt more aware of like a bigger Filipino community, even though like, you know, it was maybe always there and I just didn't look for it. But like mm -hmm. at GDC 2017 or something, um, they had a Filipinos in games meetup. Um, I think at the time it was called Balut. <laughs> and then they was renamed that, it. Was that an acronym for something year. or? <laughs> last year they renamed it to Merienda. Um, oh. but it was just, you know, a gathering of Filipino devs and people in games at like the Yerba Buena Center. And mm -hmm. we just hung out and, um, I, I wanted to be involved with the one this year for GDC and like met up with Ian Torres, who's a developer at Riot and we were trying to put something together, but then COVID and GDC got postponed. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we'll get to do that next year or something like that. But it, it got me wondering, I mean, like I know there's like I, IGDA Philippines and all that, but it would be cool to have like group discord or like something where it's like we have like this but mm -hmm. this is regular. more than just like a month or you know yeah right um so i was like really happy that you guys put this together and oh. like when i joined and we were up it was like it already felt like very comfortable and familiar so i think that kind of community is like really important to me in games and that's probably why um i've just been like seeking those kinds of opportunities more where, you know, I'm working with Renita games and a few other mm -hmm. uh, Filipino devs on their games coming out. Um, and just recently, I think it was like last month I was participating or helping with PR for the game devs of color expo. Oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Like I definitely want to do more stuff with other Filipinos in games. Cause it just, you know, these are my people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I I talk about this when I was in politics, but like every time I would see some like I I we we told us about uh, on the last episode too, like even in games. So on Jan's first day, uh, repeat of this story, um, just so we could share with y'all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, oh, he's he's he looks Asian and he has a Spanish last name. That's my boy. <laughs> 
At my high school graduation, um, I there were so many Garcias because our high school was super diverse, um, and there was a and they were all Mexican, and I was the only Asian <laughs> because my last name is Garcia, and they're like, you know, you lost, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, Spanish. Colonization. Like, come on, we share we share colonizing yeah, his, or history. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Asian brown person, Spanish last name. It's, like, gotcha. it's, a, lock. it's a lock. You know, it, it's it's wild. I was uh talking I was thinking about how there are a few people who are like mixed with like other Asian and like Latinx who uh, have Spanish last names who aren't Filipino. And I've made the mistake of like, oh shit, can I be oh shit, hey. <laughs> they're like, what? Like, oh, what? Me? <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, damn, yeah, my bad. I like, shit. <laughs> I get like lightweight, excited when I think I see another Filipino in games. I'm like, I don't want to be presumptuous. Uh, wrong. <laughs> I guess I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, they're not Filipino. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shit. Um, damn. Is there? Uh, so I I know we've. We, we, we've been going on for a good minute um, and we've covered a, lot, covered a lot of things, but like, I want to give the floor back to y'all well, one more time to see if there's like anything else you, you want to get off your chest. Like that or like anything you know, with words of wisdom for like other folks. Yeah. That, that, that are, they're struggling out there or like don't <laughs> believe in themselves. Dot their bio and believe it. <laughs> y'all some um, weebs. Maybe I keep rebelling in a way uh, <laughs> because you know you don't always have to follow what your family or your parents say because it's going to work out in the end um i definitely had rebelled a lot um not going to the medical field and just kind of finding my own path and um even though it took me quite some time like it took me about like 10 years to finally get into the gaming industry and so um i'm just finally happy where I am and my dad's happy. Uh, my mom is kind of like, eh, I still want you to be in nursing or something, but I just try <laughs> to keep repeating myself. Like, this is where I want to be. Um, and I make good money. It's, that's what matters to you. Right. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's still, um, you know, still conversation that keeps being brought up, but um, definitely go for your passion uh, and don't be afraid. <laughs> Um, I would say like, it's never too late to learn about your culture because I feel like, you know, I was a teenager, like I didn't, you know, you don't really go out of your way to learn anything about your family or why they came here or where they're from. Um, but as I've gotten older and, you know, moved in a more diverse space and learned about other people and their histories, um, like now when I go back to the Philippines, I'm, like, I want to have conversations with my family and, you know, understand how they're feeling. Talk to my mom and about her upbringing. And, um, like, I never knew how my mom met my dad. And they both came here from the Philippines and then met in in Daly City. Like, it, it's crazy how, yeah. Six five, whoa, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, we out here. Pacifica. My mom lived in Oakland. Oh, P-Town. Like, and I mean, I live here in the Bay and I'm like, oh, I have all these memories in the Bay. But like, you don't realize that like, like my parents moved in these, they know these spaces better than mm -hmm. I do. Um, but like, 
it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to like admit that you, you know, don't know enough about your culture and just like, you know, accept yourself and your culture, you know, whenever you feel comfortable and yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, um, being Filipino, being Filipino American isn't just one thing. And, uh, that's something I, I feel like I learned sometime after high school. So speaking of Daly city, that's where we moved when I, uh, started high school and I kind of hated it because, um, you know, all my friends were in San Francisco and went to school in San Francisco. And so I had to sort of like start over and like not know anyone and going to a school in Daly city, like literally everyone was Filipino. And I felt like, you know, I think maybe this was like tied into some resentment I had with my own family where like, I didn't want to be like this because, they don't let me do anything or whatever, you know, they're like too strict and, you know, they don't understand American culture or whatever. Um, So I didn't make friends or I didn't like try to make friends in high school. And I was just, I started doing my own thing and I got really into rock music and um, uh, I started a band in high school. um, But then Uh I started another band in high school. Well, Well, when I was in that band, I met these other people, these Filipino punk rockers, um, and they recruited me in their band, and I, like, my whole world just opened up, where, like, there was this whole, like, Filipino punk scene in the Bay Area, and they were playing all these rad shows, and, like, all had, like, a political message, and, like, were just, like, being their own, like, true selves, and that, like, really spoke to me. Um, You know, I don't know if you're familiar with bindle stiff yes 100 percent there um but they they had a really good scene there and i think we, we did like a reunion show there like in 2018 but it's still popping <laughs> wait what was, um, i'm sorry what was the name of the band again sputtered all i think i might have been there <laughs> <laughs> we, we played a, a show like a benefit show for um the tsunami like in japan in 20 what year was that? 2017, 2018. I definitely think I was there. Oh, no. oh the reunion show was 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But we, we did play there. <laughs> uh, you know, we played with bands, uh, this band called the Skyflakes, which I thought were rad. <laughs> Sky- wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Tight. But um, so that was like leading into college. And, you know, luckily in the Bay Area, we had access to college courses like conversational Filipino and mm-hmm. Filipino one and two. Yep. And uh, one like random factoid is I do have a certificate in Filipino because Ooh. I took up classes in it. I don't <laughs> even know what that would mean. <laughs> and like, I kind of remember how to speak the language, except not really. <laughs> oh. uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah. There's just, you know, even within the Filipino American community, there's so much diversity, which I think is super cool. And, you know, even chatting here with you all, like everyone has so many different perspectives and Mm. I think that's what makes us cool. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Amazing. Michael, did you want to go through the lightning round real, real quick? Yes. Quick lightning round. All right. Uh, First things, uh, um, what is the most common ethnicity that people will mix you up with? Uh, Lizzie, go. Uh, half 
something. There so we go. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a good answer. Japanese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or Mexican. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jem. Puerto Rican. Mm. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Belinda. <laughs> Chinese or Mexican. Oh, shit. Maybe you're both. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> <it together>. <laughs> <laughs> I always got Mexican and I, I said this last episode, uh, being from San Diego, uh, Mexicans would speak Spanish to me and I would feel disappointment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I feel bad. I should know how to speak Spanish. Um, so that was that. And I, and I told the story about how a white man in the Navy thought I was Cambodian. Uh, so, oh you know, you know the fucking vibes. I was a chunky <laughs> kid growing up. Someone thought I was Samoan once. Oh, shit. Hey, you play for the football team, huh? You know, linebacker. <laughs> uh, and then lightning round, question two. Uh, best Filipino dish, Lizzie? Um, lumpia. Jem? Uh, Lechonko wallet. Oh, Ooh. details. Ooh. Ooh, Belinda? Dinuguan. Yeah, that's Damn. the right answer. <laughs> hey, that's right. Dinuguan. It's hard to be a, a Filipino half vegetarian or pet it is yeah yeah i was i was naming off um food for yusuf because he's like i don't think i've had any filipino food and it was like pork 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 (laughs) and and he's like he's muslim so he can't eat out of it i was like "Ah, we'll try again with something else (laughs) chicken 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 adobo yeah Yeah. Uh, some fish is dope i love it yeah Yeah. good um tilapia yeah. And anything on a salog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Ooh, snap. But I was yes. like, oh, no Tassino, no Longanisa. Uh, there's yeah, chicken Tassino. There's chicken no, Tassino. No, it's no, not great. Is there? No one's a pretty okay yeah. uh, Longanisa alternative is beyond hot sausage or spicy sausage. Interesting. Okay. If you mix it with rice and egg, it's almost <laughs> the same thing. It's a long salog. <laughs> 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 My favorite song, fucking fakesy load over here. <laughs> All right, well, oh, I think. Oh, okay. oh, oh, wait, yes. I, I got really excited, but I also made a vegan arascaldo in an instant pot. Oh, okay. Oh. Shoot us so, the recipe. Shoot the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so I think uh, you know. Before we we sign off here, I, I'd like to thank our, our panel, Jeff. I wish uh, we could have uh, had him say goodbye to everyone. But real quick before we go, uh, if we go around the table one more time, just uh, say where the folks on the can find you on the internet, which you want to plug. There's no such thing as a cheap plug here. Get your stuff in. Uh, Flex on us. Yes. Uh, Lizzie, if you want to start first. Uh, I'm Lizzie Killian uh, on Twitter. And that's all I'm going to say. There we go. <laughs> Uh, Jim? Uh, you can, I run a blog, uh, Jumpanada. Uh, so I'll spell it out J E M P A N A D A. Um, basically, my name mixed together with Empanada. So um, <laughs> I'm there. Uh, on social, it's Jumpanada3 uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, YouTube and Twitch is just Jumpanada. So um, yeah, working on that all that social where you can find me the brand is strong yes (laughs) on twitter you can find me at bbc garcia it doesn't mean what you think it is i told it i told you all what it meant on this on this podcast so no excuses um but yeah that's mostly where you can find me awesome awesome we've learned a lot today about passion balance that everyone here is a swiss army knife in literally any and everything they'll ever attempt to do. Maybe we'll go start a band after this. Maybe we'll go, yeah. like, 
you know, record an album. Uh, Lizzie's in a band. We had like a DJ in the last episode. So, you know, we'll make something work together, you know. We'll write a song about the Aswang. Oh, damn. We're in a spooky season. True. This is probably going to go up on Halloween also. Yeah, you know. Uh, so better thanks. late than never. Better late than never. It's always on Filipino time, baby. So yeah. nothing is ever late. Uh, thanks again to everyone here. Uh, uh, you know, if you're listening and you're not Filipino, hey, dope. It's cool. This is for everyone. Yeah. This is for everyone. Thank you for joining us. Once again, I've been Jan. He's been Michael. This has been our lovely panel of guests. Uh, and you know, hey, we're doing it para sa cultura. So. We'll wow, delaying, delaying. Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs>